0: Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan Presents, Schlereth and Evans. Oh, what? It's Friday already? That snuck up on me. No, it didn't. I'm always aware of when it's Friday. You're always aware of when it's Friday. Everybody knows when it's Friday. Matt Smith
1: knows it's Friday. Oh, I know when it's Friday. Because
0: he's here filling
1: in for stink. I feel like I'm here every Friday. It's a tradition, and it's an honor to be here to get to experience this type of joy on a Friday. It Friday.
0: is a tradition unlike any other. Why don't we just shut up? I think let this breathe. All right, off and uh, rolling. Yeah, we got Matt. Matt with one T. Matt Smith. He's still trying to figure that one out. Staying in for uh, Stink, who is uh, off this, uh, this weekend. His son is baseball coach at Western Michigan, and they are playing out in uh, the West Coast. La La Land. So he gets a chance to uh, get out and watch his boy coach some baseball, watch some college baseball. And
1: uh, yeah, I think Pepperdine is where they're at this weekend. Oh, Pepperdine. Which I hear is... Uh, a beautiful, beautiful campus. Do you have to say that with your pinky raised and your I nose know, turned up, right? Pepperdine. The waves. They're not. Their mascot is the waves. That's what they're. The Pepperdine waves. Apparently, apparently, their ballpark like looks out on the ocean. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. What an awesome place to play baseball. Malibu, Malibu, of course. I told him. I said, say
0: hi to Miley for He'll me, fit right in there. in Malibu, please, won't he? Not, not look please, like a sore Miley. thumb whatsoever. No, not at all. But yeah, you know, Pepperdine, Pepperdine. Yeah, you're walking around, pinkies in the air. Exactly. You're
1: definitely wearing, uh, <laughs> alumni are definitely wearing pants with like sailboats on them or something like that. Oh, wow. I see their stadium. It is sensational. Look at <laughs> that. Take a look at that. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. That's stupid or what? Oh, my gosh. Are you Holy kidding me? Smokes. Being a righty hitting just an absolute moonshot as the sun's setting at twilight over the ocean. Forget about hitting into the bay in San Francisco. You're (laughs) hitting into the ocean, into the Pacific. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Tony from Castle Rock, we got you. He texted in, time for Culture Club weekend kickoff. There you go. You got it. (laughs) We are off and rolling. It is a is it just me Friday? You know the rules by now. It's just just a good way to wrap up of the week. A lot has happened. lots been talked about. lots been said, read, watched, heard, whatever. And this is a chance for you to get those hot sports opinions off your chest heading into the weekend. All we want opinion. We want humor. We want uh, snark. And away we go. And so, well let let's let's start with what we. Saw last night. I got this one waiting for us when we came in this morning, Matt. I love those. Guys, is it just me? The Nuggets need to be the number one seed having game one
1: at home. Going up 2-0 in any series is huge. This is something I brought up with. Stoke yesterday when I was in for Josh that this is going to be a different postseason for the Nuggets, right? And certainly it's going to be a different end of the regular season. They beat Memphis last year in that game. We all remember what happened, right? They sealed up the number one seed. And then I think they went 18 and 13 down the stretch. They more or less coasted a little bit. You don't really have that luxury this year because the West is so bunched up and they don't have the separation that they did last year. So... I hear I hear texture and Michael Malone brought that up this week that he wants to start the first round with home court advantage that's very important but after that I mean, we kind of have to juxtapose it with what the Avs did last year and make it an all-out push to get the, you know, to get the division title to try and get their matchup that they wanted. Now, the Nuggets is a little different. You can't really pick your matchup like you could in the NHL in that regard. But I will say, I think it is extremely important to start a series at home. You have the altitude, and then you put the pressure on the other team having to go home and pick up two because it's really hard to win here, especially this year.
0: Yeah, but it didn't matter in the finals, did it? The only time they did not hold serve at home in the first two games of the series was the finals against Miami. They lost game two.
1: That's right. Yeah. They, well, there was a lot of stuff going on in game two for sure. Sure, yeah.
0: but what I'm yeah. saying is is that it obviously didn't didn't impact them and they showed an ability to to do just fine on the road, and I think they'll be just as good or even better on the road because of what they know, that that mental toughness that they've gained by by being champions. Sure, if you're in a position to go for the highest seed possible, yes, but not at a cost. Right. It, it, you can't look up. Like, I look at the box score last night. It's Washington. It's a bad team. But you look at the minutes played by the Stars, and that's what I'm going to be focusing on coming down the stretch Agreed. here. And if, if I'm seeing... Jokic, Porter, Murray, uh, you know, they're all playing 31 minutes tops. You know, if if you're able to go out and win games and your starters are playing 34, 35 minutes, good. Go for it. Absolutely. Knock yourself out. I, I just don't want to see them in a position where they're, you know, ha- having Jokic and Murray play 39 minutes to try to eke out a win, um, you know, at at New Orleans yeah, or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, that that's that's the that's the point. If you could get there, great. I just don't think it has to be an obsession.
1: Well, and I loved what Nikola Jokic said about it because he was asked last night after the game about Michael Malone's comment. In the number one seed, not being his top priority, Jokic said, "Quote: My opinion is you need to be just the best version of yourself in the playoffs. If you're a top seed and you're not playing good, I think that's not good, and you'll lose in the first round. So it's a healthy balance for yeah. sure. What's what's your definition of a best version? To me, it's just health. Well, well for it. this team, yeah. that would be my only concern for the playoffs is just health and durability. And right now, hopefully, knock on wood, they're in a solid spot. As long as they, you know, nothing happens here down the stretch." So then we got uh this one that also uh just came in. Uh
0: guys, is it just me? What's going on with the abs? Just when you start to get some faith, you say, "What? Where has McCarr gone?" <laughs> well, McCarr hasn't done anything for what, 7 games now? Yeah. Without a without a point, and they they lose last night uh in overtime, they get a point. Uh yeah, they're they're not at a point right now where I could feel at all confident about their Stanley Cup chances. They, they have a lot to do on their to-do list between now and the, the trade deadline, which is coming up March 8th. And, and I just don't know if they have enough ammunition to go out and get everything done that they need to get
1: done. I mean, we've been talking about this texture. It is not just you. We've been well aware. the The only one who might have, you know, the only part of that that might have been just you is the the part that thought that maybe they'd turn things around. I thought the win over Vancouver, a little Melbatoes. Vancouver second night of a back to back. They played well. They limited them right to one goal, but it just didn't feel like a dominant effort. And then last night. They had every reason to win that hockey game, and they let go of the rope as soon as they got the lead, and Detroit outplayed them down the stretch. We're hearing words from Jared Bednar like competitive level, yep. right? Compete level, yep. right? Uh, last night, you talked about Detroit being the hungrier team. Yep. yep. I mean, if we're talking about that now during the stretch run, yeah, I don't know how you could be confident. And your point is very valid that, first of all, they don't have any cap space right now, and accomplishing what they need to without even getting Nachushkin back or maybe even Landeskog back at the deadline. It's going to be a challenge. There is a solution. I got a solution for I you. can't wait to hear all it. All right, I've got that. That'll be coming up. Also,
0: hey, I'll, I'll give Major League Baseball credit. they They already are interesting in just the first couple of days of spring training. <laughs> if you're not aware, you're going to love this story. It's coming up next. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over
1: the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found you. How? That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March twenty-first, get started with two hundred megabit internet for twenty-five dollars a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to xfinity.com, call one eight hundred Xfinity, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan, auto pay, store, bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary.
0: Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. On this Is not Just Me Friday, we've got Matt Smith sitting in for Stink, who is uh, off today. Is it just me? Give you a chance to get those uh, hot takes off your chest. Here's a good one. And no, it is not just you. Is it just me? Or every pothole I see now makes me think about Gabe Landeskog's knee. Stink might be Damn. too good at his medical descriptions. So, you didn't hear this? No. So, Stink, so Stink's talking about... I thought you are talking about me in the no, story. I no, I know. I know. It it's kind of <laughs> ironic. But yeah. now you'll never look at a pothole. Okay. As much as you have a history with potholes, you may look at potholes even differently now well. because Stink did this this comparison. He was talking about Gabe Landeskog trying to come back from this knee injury, right? Sure. And he said the the problem with what what Gabe's trying to come back from is you're you're trying to get a surface over that that knee that over time you hope heals and and hardens to a point where it um, that you can come back and play hockey. Well, sure, because yeah. it's one of those things that, as as Mark described it. That, you know, you can you can get the procedure done, but it's not one of those things that you can instantly, you know, jump right back into rehab because all it takes is one little uh, like 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 a like a pebble in the in the toe of your shoe, right. and it becomes a major irritant and it basically undoes all the work that has been done. He the, the description he used is he's like, it's like when there's a pothole on a street. Okay. They fill it up. And for a while, it looks good,
1: but it doesn't take,
0: but it doesn't take. I and eventually you. cars continue to drive right. over it. And the pothole starts to weaken, weaken, and then becomes a pothole again. So he said, that's the, that's the issue that you face with, uh, with Gabe's knee. And I have to admit, I have to admit texture. You're not wrong because ever since Mark told that just a couple of days ago, anytime, I <clears throat> excuse me, anytime I've you know, hit a pothole. That's I thought it game's of knee.
1: Game. Well this is this is awful. <laughs> I, I I hate this description. Uh, but he's not wrong. I mean it's a knee cartilage transplant, right? Yeah. We, there's a reason we haven't seen any NHL player Recover and return to professional hockey before dealing with this injury. We're talking about tiny ligaments. We're talking about a very small space. It's like the front of your knee. You know where the bump is at the bottom of your knee. That's exactly where we're talking about here. So I'm rooting for him, man. I am rooting for him every step of the way. It looks like he's been making some progress, but again, it's. Uh, I feel like it's just a day by day thing with that type of an injury. We, we see what Lonzo Ball is dealt with. What so.
0: kind of percentage what kind of hope do you hold for, for what for him to come back this season oh this season for this season oh, hey the, the Avs have been yeah at least fueling the they've been at least fueling the idea that you don't know we're we're hopeful
1: yeah it's, i think it's you know a little bit of goodwill out there hey little carrot to dangle right. you know I, I 10% yeah yeah i put it at like, like 5 Yeah, to me, I just look at it from an organizational perspective. Like, you're about to go dump a guy who hasn't played in two full seasons. I mean, you're dropping a car that is stationary on a highway where everybody else is going 100 miles an hour, that type of situation. Yeah, you're dropping it right on the Autobahn. Exactly. Yeah. So not that I don't think he could pull it off because I wouldn't bet against Gabe, but the truth is I think it's really hard to even look look at that and go, "Yeah, I'm going to get my hopes up." You got to be so sure, man, that this is the right decision because he's got years left on Five the contract. Years. 5 years. And 5 years about 35 million. And I think we've seen how it's gone these last 2 years without him in the lineup. You need that 7 million dollar player out there. Whoever it is, you need that money being in a top 6 caliber talent. So, we we talked about how there's there's things to do. There's there's a
0: checklist, a to-do list for this team. Sure. I think the solution is simple. you got you got to invent an injury. you got to go the Vegas route. Well, did you see what Vegas Mark is Mark Stone?
1: Stone and Jack Eichel. They're about to clear over $10 million in cap space. So the rule is in hockey, you can put somebody who's going to be, <coughs>
0: <laughs> notice the throw clear, right. uh, out for a while. You put them on long-term injured reserve. Right, we call it the Kucherov. What happens in that case is you put them on injured reserve and you can take their salary... And you can use it, so let's say it's $5 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you have $5 million to play with, with the trade deadline coming up, that you can make additions to your roster. Then, when the playoffs come along, voila, the player comes back off LTIR, long-term injury reserve, and guess what? There are no salary cap implications. It's a way to... Really add the to yeah. your right? It's a loophole, yeah. But it's a loophole that that teams have taken advantage of. I think the Avs need to take advantage of it, mm. and they got to probably take a guy like uh, who, uh, like Sammy Gerrard. Ooh, I don't know about that. All right, give me a give me Ryan a Ryan Johansson. Okay, all right. How much yeah. is he making? Probably about four million. Okay, create, that's a good start. Create an injury. Well, create an injury for one for, way or another for Ryjo <laughs> and way or put him on LTIR, and now all of a sudden you've cleared up money, and then. Hey, if you want, he can come back for the playoffs.
1: If you are wondering how impressed Jared, it's Bed- a loophole. Take it. If you are wondering how impressed Jared Bednar was with his lucky two goal game the other night, because both those goals, I mean, very little skill, all luck, right place, right time. You know, the second one, you get a bounce in off Ian Cole's glove. The first one, right off the boards, the rebound falls right to your empty net, right ah, there. Ah,
0: but as Sting says, luck has the smell of pers-
1: perspiration. But how about this? In the third period last night, Johansson three shifts, three shifts last night. If you were wondering yeah. how impressed Jared Benar was, it's just, uh, yeah, it is what it is, Mike. All right, uh, this one. Is it just me
0: or is the Major League Baseball uniform fiasco like a Seinfeld episode? Well, uh, yeah, we were thinking the same thing. This
1: uniform, what's it made from? I don't know, cotton? Nah, no, no. no. It's just not cotton. Let me see. What are you
0: doing? I want to see the see <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Polyester. <laughs> I
0: can't believe he's not playing his copy. Hold on, let me set it up. Hold on. All right, so there's more. Hold Polyester. On. Polyester. So Major League Baseball has this new deal arrangement with Nike and uh, Fanatics. Uh, why don't you kind of set the, the table for uh, the early reviews?
1: Yeah, not good. Not good from everybody.
0: Well, it depends on how you want
1: to look at this. Well, (laughs) I guess if you uh, are maybe a female fan, right? Right, I mean, I think that that might be intriguing. Baseball's got a problem here. They went cheap with the uniforms, and they came out. Guess what? Looking pretty cheap, Mike. They look like something you picked up at or Ed Ross or TJ Maxx or, you know, one of those jerseys no of a play. No, no offense at all. There's nothing wrong with them. But also, probably not fit for play, okay? There's a reason why teams put a little bit of money into their uniforms. You ought to be represented well. We all know the Mets are blue and orange. We all know the Mets are blue and orange. Well, the new uniforms are basically blue and red. They're out there wearing oh, red caps. I mean, all the numbering is shrunk down. And, and how about this? The Cardinals. So the St. Louis Cardinal logo that is plastered across the front of the jersey. It's not even stitched on. It's stitched onto a patch and the patch is stitched onto the jersey, which we all know when you wash those, they all crumple up. So if you are somebody out there, baseball fan who couldn't wait to get your hands on the new jerseys, save your coin. Okay. Save that. Well, coin. you're burying
0: the lead here because the pants are so thin that guys i i guess we're not aware at first check check it out just google it i i mean you're seeing everything oh, you're everything. seeing full packages
1: the, full, the the full monty the full full packages i mean you you told the story about Shohei Otani. oh yeah how with their white pants specifically Yeah, white pants yeah that is the problem i mean you can see his jersey coattails down each pant leg yeah and somebody and somebody I was reading said who is the first baseball player to go out there and you know go out commando yeah. and make a and prove a point and yeah. they do it in spring training. Yeah. Oh no, there'll be you're going to see one of two things happen. There're going to be guys who are just going to be like, "Here you go. Yeah.
0: Enjoy the show." You ever get And there're going to be others, But then there're going to be others that are going to be like so self-conscious. They're going to be like wearing granny underpants <laughs> underneath their their baseball. And then when it gets hot, yeah. oh, 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 oh. when it gets hot,
1: Woo-hoo. You ever seen a wet paper towel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No. I was naked. Uh, well, what? it's going to look like it. I, it's going to yes. be a disaster. So, yes, it is like a Seinfeld episode. I've been talking to some of the guys, and some of them, I don't want to mention any names, but some of them
0: aren't too happy with
1: the polyester uniforms. Oh,
0: yes. <laughs> well,
1: they get very hot in the polyester. You know, it's not a natural find. <laughs> they, they would prefer cotton. Oh,
0: do, we one, do we have one more? It's do we have to... one more? Let's oh, do one more. Come on. All right.
1: And the Yankees take the
0: field. <laughs> hey, what is with the Yankees? They look like they're having trouble running. They can't move. It's their uniforms. They're too tight. They've shrunk. <laughs> they're running like penguins. Forget <laughs> this game. Oh, my God. Mattingly just split his pants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, way to go baseball There's a Seinfeld episode for
0: almost everything Way to go baseball Morning Brew is coming up Michael Malone, what do you say About the man who has everything Nikola Jokic Did something last night The one thing, maybe on his resume That was eluding him Well, check that box, we'll tell you about it next It's time for your Morning Brew Grab a cup of Joe and get caught up on everything You need to know Well, you probably by now thought, ah, there's nothing that uh, Nikola Jokic hasn't done as an NBA player. Oh, there was one thing left to do. The Washington Wizards were the only team in the NBA he had not yet posted a triple-double against. (laughs) Consider that done in uh, last night's win 130 to 110 over washington Jokic in just 31 minutes went for 21 points 19 rebounds 15 assists he was a perfect 10 of 10 from the field michael malone what do you say what's unique about him is that he can impose his will in so many different areas you know some guys were great scorers you know but nicola he can score he can rebound he can play make um he can just impact the game across the board and. Uh, as we always talk about just the definition of greatness matt smith in for for stink to me there was it was it was very symbolic of the way that jokic came out and played not from the uh, the, the standpoint of hey i got to get a triple double because it's the only team i've never had one against although i'm sure that he knew about it how about that but i think this speaks more to the the kind of leader that he is and this is why he's an mvp because all throughout the break and leading up to the start of this this final push 27 games malone was talking about hey we got to hit the ground running we got to we got to start to really ramp this up well your leader your best player came out and played at a level like okay i i believe that i'm going to come out and play that way
1: everybody needs to follow
0: that's that's what an mvp
1: is all about Message received. Yes. Right? That was basically the the tone that they came out with. And Jokic, after the game, was asked, did you get enough rest? Did you feel rested? He said, no. No, of course not. But, of course, I think you're right. They knew about this. Remember the first matchup with Washington in Washington this year? Jokic had 42-12-8. And after the game, Malone was asked about it. He goes, well, I'm going to make sure that he gets a triple-double the next time. He almost had it by halftime. He was one assist away by halftime. He was a perfect 10 of 10 from the field last night with 21 points, 19 rebounds, and 15 assists. How about this number? The first player to record 20 points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists on 100% shooting from the floor in over 40 seasons. Okay, Was that Wilt again? Yes, it was Wilt again. (laughs) Everything he does is is something that only Wilt Chamberlain did. How about this one? Speaking of Wilt, there have now been five triple-doubles in NBA history in which a player has shot 10 of 10 or better. Wilt did it twice. Jokic has now done it three times and twice this year. This is just ho-hum, another night at the office for Mr. Jokic.
0: Next on the uh, Morning Brew, nights like this, perfect for this uh, young bench to continue to get minutes, reps, confidence, we saw um we saw Naji got 8 points, Peyton Watson had 11, um, and Christian Brown, double double, 12 points, 10 rebounds.
1: I think that that's the biggest thing, is tightening up screws as a team. Um, you know, my biggest thing for me is to, you know, become a two-time NBA champ after this year. You know, that's what the team's focus on. I think that you, you go to the break, you step away, you know, you, you refresh a little bit and you come back focused on the team. That's what that's what everybody needs to be focused on. Um, these last 20-some games, or whatever it is. Um, you know, gets to the playoffs with home court advantage. Going to the playoffs, you know, playing a really good team ball. Um, so that's what everybody's focused on. I think that's, you know, how you win games. 52 points last night for the Nuggets bench. <laughs> The Nuggets bench played really well, and I thought Justin Holiday was a part of that. He's also fighting for rotational minutes as well. You mentioned Peyton Watson, 11 points, 4 blocks. How about 8 blocks between Najee and Watson combined? The rotations are going to tighten down for the playoffs, but Brown... Watson, maybe Najee. They really don't have a backup five. Some of these guys got to step up here in the stretch run and produce in the non jokic minutes. They have to.
0: Next on the Morning Brew, the Avalanche lose in overtime last night to uh, Detroit as they uh, squandered a uh, late one nothing lead. Ended up, and of all the people, Patrick Kane gets the game winner. Someone that we were all hoping that uh, he would be interested in the Avs. And then when he didn't choose the ABS. We were like, well, good riddance to you. But last night, an example of that might have been a nice, nice, nice uh, pickup. But, nope, he's playing for Detroit. The One of the bright spots. Uh, we, we understand that one of the needs for this team, perhaps to upgrade, is backup goaltender. But... Jared Bednar thought Eustace Oninen was their best player yesterday.
1: He's probably the reason why we got a point after looking like, looking at some of the chances that they created in the in the third period, especially. So we'll have to take the point, move on. Yeah, I thought he was really good last night This is a guy who I pretty much wrote off He's been in their system now for a few years He's been down in Loveland playing for the Eagles But I'll tell you, he hasn't gotten a ton of opportunities I believe last night was his 8th career start But back-to-back, really solid performances Did more than enough for them to win last night If they could have just produced a little bit more offense in front of them But encouraging, Mike Because, look they don't have a lot of cap space. They're, they don't have any bullets to fire here at the deadline. If they have to fire at backup goaltender, they're not gonna be able to get enough up front. So if you could somehow find a way to have this young kid who's a, by the way, by the way, a system talent, homegrown, right? I mean, your guy, if you can find a way to have him blossom, which they've been telling us he was going to, that's like found gold. So really encouraging. I'd actually like to see him get one of the Toronto or Dallas games, to be honest. Next
0: on the Morning Brew, taking a look at what's uh, on tap this weekend for college basketball. Two big games, and it works out nice on the schedule. We can sit down, hunker down, and watch a a good college basketball doubleheader tomorrow as CSU uh, goes to UNLV. And just around the same time, a little bit later, Utah and CU Mm.
1: uh,
0: tipping off at the uh, Coors Events Center. So, big weekend. CSU looks like... Not going to put the whammy on them. But CSU looks like a lock for the NCAA basketball tournament. 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 Yeah, CU very much on the bubble. That USC win was was monster last week, but they got to
1: continue to build on that. Yeah, they basically have to be spotless here throughout the rest of the regular season. They're going to have another chance in the Pac-12 tournament, but they put themselves behind the eight ball in a real way. How about last night? Washington State with an upset win over Arizona in Tucson. In the final year of the Pac-12, Washington State might end up winning the conference. How about
0: that? They look solid right now. They look real solid, but a great opportunity here for CU because their next three games at home against Utah, then Cal, then Stanford. Three. If you can beat those three. Exactly. But you win those three, now you're a 20-win team, you're 11-7 in, in the Pac-12. And you got a shot. And then you got a real shot. And you go to Oregon and Oregon State to finish out the season. Or At Oregon might be tough, but you win at Oregon State. Hey, there's no reason why this shouldn't be a 21-win, 12 Pac 12 win team going into the Pac 12 tournament, which I, you know, I think is a a pretty good
1: tournament <sighs> resume. Two and seven on the road, true road games this year. Gonna have to find a way to win at least one of those last two yep. to really have a chance.
0: Yeah, I, I would, I would say that's fair. That'll do it for the morning brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at 6 30. Lot to react to It's And is it just me? Friday, giving you a chance to, well, just unload on. Sorry. Uh, unload okay. unload on whatever uh topic you want to talk about could be major league baseball pants you know hey I'm maybe more or in this case less is better i don't know anyway we'll jump back into that next you're listening to schlareth and evans on denver's sports station 1043 the fan with uh, matt smith saying in for stink who is in um in malibu this weekend Watching his uh, son's Western Michigan baseball team. That's why everybody goes to Pepperdine.
1: You go watch college baseball. Hey, at that at that ballpark. (laughs) Did you? I mean, come on. With that son, I know the Rockies. I
0: know the Rockies are able to sell.
1: That's the, right. the whole
0: stadium baseball experience. <laughs> but let me tell you something, Pepperdine.
1: Yeah, they've they, got it made in the shape. They,
0: they can sell that for sure. It's a Is It Just Me Friday. We get a little loose. It's a chance for you to get those uh, hot sports takes off your chest. And it can be about anything. All the teams here locally, world of sports, even stuff that isn't even connected to uh, sports. Just uh, have some fun with it. Hit us up on the Ramoslaw.com text line 303-713-1043. Here's one for you from Greg. Is It Just Me but Miko Rantanen needs to be benched or traded. He oh, is a wow. on the team. That is part of the Avs' problem. I have heard as we're a couple weeks away from the trade deadline, you hear rumblings of everything, or maybe it's just thrown out there for for debate. But what what about the idea? What about trading Miko oh, Rantanen? Stop it. I'm not. I, I'm just raising oh, the point. I
1: would stop it. I wouldn't do it. Come but on, <laughs> I mean, seriously. No, no, but... You to want to t- fill some other holes, you can definitely do no, it. No, 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 not going to happen. No, no, just stop, 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 stop. No. <laughs> no, no? No, no, no. But to Texter's point, shoot the puck, Miko! I, th- this is a problem, okay? And I think Bednar danced around it in the postgame last night. He said, "We, you know, sometimes we have a shoot first man, sometimes we have yeah. a shoot mentality, but, you know, we're kind of, like, reaching for it. Especially on the power
0: Dan-
1: play. 100%. Big time, the, the puck. Pl- the power play is two for their last 29. And Miko Rantanen... At five on five this year, how about this stat? At even strength, so not on the power play, not on the penalty kill. At even strength, Miko Rantanen is averaging two fewer shots per game this year. They need him to shoot the puck. They're a one-line team. They're top-heavy. That top line needs to be buzzing. And guess what? That net pressure he provides, I'd rather he take those shots than a Miles Wood or a Ross Cole. You know what I mean? Like, I would rather Miko Rantanen be somebody who's looking to apply pressure. And I love the fact that he's setting up and generating for others because certainly he's an incredible, probably a very underrated passer yeah. as far as it goes across the league. But make no mistake, this is a guy who had 55 tucks last year. Yeah. He needs to score. Well, Well, he well, is. Killer instinct, son.
0: But he, he, he is on pace for an amazing year again. Now, last year was was otherworldly with the fifty five goals. But he had fifty five goals and fifty assists, one hundred and five points. Right? He's got over seventy this, this year. year. He's on pace for one hundred and two points. It's just a it distributed a little bit differently. He's on pace for forty one goals, still forty one
1: goals and sixty one assists. So that's it's asking that's nothing a lot to sneeze at. No, no question. But how about this in February? He's only got six points in nine games. Now, for any other player, you go, okay, you know, I mean, that's that's pretty solid. But for Miko, he's just, unfortunately, because of the way the team is structured right now, without Nachushkin in the lineup, without Landis Kog in the lineup, and never having replaced Kadri, you unfortunately have to bear more of that weight. Well, then let's put the same pressure and responsibility on Kale McCarr. Hasn't done 18-7 games. Took the words right out of my mouth. Okay. So when Nathan McKinnon kind of, I mean, and he was buzzing last night. He got his engines revved up, certainly. He played really well, I thought, on the whole. but. I would say since they came back from the All Star break, he certainly wasn't as red hot, you know, white hot even as he was heading into the break. So coming out of it, he takes a little step down. Miko's not contributing as much. Like you said, Kale, not a point seven games. Well, now we start to see the warts on this thing. Right. And on the road, you don't have last change, so you can't play the matchup game. And it's way too easy to take one line, one player out of the equation, which is why in the playoffs, this is the exact concern I've been screaming know, about for two years. Supporting cast. So. I think we might be talking about that
0: on the Mile High Hockey Podcast a little bit uh, well, later on wait. today. That'll drop uh, for all of you a little bit later on. You can check that out at denversports.com. Is it just me on the uh, Ramoslaw.com text line? Is it just me or will the lack of depth sink the Nuggets in the playoffs? Um, I'll take that one first. Uh, no, no, I don't. It, it might be just you. Well, no, it's not just you. I'm sure that's other people feel the same way. Matt's nodding his head. I don't I don't feel that way right now because if you're just matching it up, tail of the tape style, this Nuggets bench to what you had last year. Last year you had Bruce Brown, this year you got Reggie Jackson. I don't I don't I don't see that big of a difference. Slight nod to Bruce, okay. Yeah Jeff Green who gave you some some valuable minutes, but I think the overall package that that Peyton Watson brings to the table Uh, I I see more with Peyton than I do with Jeff Green for the playoffs. So I would give a slight nod to Peyton Watson than I would over Jeff Green. So slight nod there. Christian Brown is is kind of the wild card because are you going to get the same Christian Brown in the playoffs this year that you got last year, which is what made his performance last night, 12 points and 10 rebounds, so encouraging. You have a younger bench this year. It's a younger bench, but I don't think it's a it's a far cry from last year's
1: bench at all. No, but you also have guys with less experience. I mean, Mm -hmm. admittedly, that you're going to be relying on more, except for Reggie, except for Reggie. Again, I think that is about negligible. Now, defensively, you'd love to have Bruce Brown for some of those matchups you'll see in the playoffs. And Jeff Green was able to give you some good spot minutes at times throughout that championship run. So I agree with you that there are pieces there but I struggle with the consistency of the group. And I think so do they. That's a huge goal. There's 26 games left here throughout the stretch run for the regular season. That is a huge task, is to build some sort of rhythm and consistency and figure out, hey, when the playoffs hit, I think Malone knows who we'll go to, but maybe there's somebody who makes a late push for for some minutes. We saw Peyton Watson last year. Remember at the end of the season, he came on strong. Maybe we see that out of a Julian Strother now that he's healthy. Who knows? We'll see how it plays out. But I would just say – it's going to come down to the health and durability of the starting that's five. That's all it re- Yeah,
0: because if you think about, for, for all the talk about the bench, understand that once you get into the playoffs, no back-to-backs, there are more timeouts during the course of the game, there are longer timeouts, uh, and your, your starters are easily going to be able to play 38, 39 minutes, 40 minutes if necessary, and they're not going to be taxed. They're not going to be worn down. So... Really, what you're looking for from your bench is you're just looking for them to be able to um, just kind of hold things where the starters leave it. Just don't let go of the rope. Exactly. Just don't take all the work that the starters have done and just lose it all and blow it all in the span of five minutes when most of your bench guys are out there. Just kind of hold things even, and they'll be fine. So, I... I understand it is. it. There are very few issues that surround this Nuggets team between now and the end of the, the regular
1: season. There's only two, health bench. and the bench. Yeah. I mean, but to be fair, as Texter points out, there could be moments, hey, God forbid somebody goes down with injury, right. foul trouble. Now you're asking a younger guy to step up. As long as it's not Jokic, I think they should be okay, or Murray for that matter. I They, they should be okay, but I'll just say, don't think for a second – that this team can't be healthy for the playoffs and still make a deep yeah. run. They need yeah. every that's, last piece. It, it's, it, it, it's totally
0: incumbent on the starting five being healthy. Yeah. If, if they are whole, and that's why I'm watching, you know, Contavious Caldwell Pope banged up with a finger yesterday. So, you know, he's he's dealing with a hamstring, now the finger. Yeah, you, you kind of held your breath at that right, moment. So it's yeah. just, it's just that, that's, that's what worries me. Okay, if there's anything that's going to keep me up at night, about the Nuggets being ready for the playoffs. It's the health of their starting five. I'm not really freaked out about the bench. Uh, it is a Is It Just Me a Friday. Good stuff. We got a lot more to get to, including uh, one texter who says, I got to stop watching the national sports media. Why? Oh, Okay. And uh, looking for some of the Bronco text. A little Some Bronco Is It Just Me's? Where are you thinking about... Uh, what are you thinking about when it comes to the quarterbacks? What do you see uh, Sean Payton doing? What do you hope he wants to do? All that coming up right after 4 Down Territory next.